Hey everybody, it's Doug and Renee and welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Each episode is designed to encourage, uplift, and motivate you to thrive in your marriage and single life. Be blessed. Hey. Hey, everybody. (laughs) I'm back. Doug's back. We're back. And we are starting a new topic in a new month. So welcome back to Doug and Renee Married Life, the month of November. Special shout out. Special shout out. It's our second oldest son. Our second oldest. (laughs) Second oldest, second born's (laughs) birthday when we're recording this. It's his birthday month. So shout out to the Ant-Man. You know who you are. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Happy birthday, Ant-Man. (laughs) Ant-Man. Yeah, he is our sunshine kid. Always want the sun to be shining, and we and I ain't no mad at you. You ain't want to have no trouble. No trouble. No Go trouble. Go out and play, have a good time. Yeah. You ain't want no trouble. No trouble. And if it's raining, he's asked the question when he was six years old. Yeah, he was a little young tyke. He said, "How God gonna play a brother? He know he know he, he know he could make the sunshine." <laughs> Mommy, can I ask you a question? <laughs> sure, you can ask me a question. How God going to play a brother? He know he can make the sunshine. That's our sunshine kid. So shout out to, to the Ant-Man. Happy birthday to Ant-Man. We love you. Yeah. Yeah. But as Renee said, we are uh, starting a new series. And we are going to see how the Lord uses us, as they say. Yeah. Use let, us, Lord. Let, let the Lord use you. Let the Lord use you. But we are going to start off. Talking about vows, the power of words, your wedding vows. What you you said you said these words, you articulated these words, but did you one know what you were saying, or two care? <laughs> um, because you're going to get married anyway. Well, as the Usher song said, was you just caught up? <laughs> just caught up, you know, in, in the whole. Ambiance, you know, some people spend a lot. They go, they spend a lot for their wedding, actual ceremony, and you know they get all caught up and you know your your emotions and people are crying and you got your hair done, yeah, got your tux on, yeah, got your eyelashes on, yeah, (laughs) got your wedding dress with the long train, got your eight bridesmaids and your eight groomsmen. Everything's happy. Everything's good. And we said these vows before a preacher or in some instances it was a preacher, a minister, or somebody, uh, a person of the cloth, as they say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, family, and it sounded good. You have a question? I have my hand up because I have a question. I have an answer. Only because I've seen this on TV. Not that I've seen this at the few weddings that we have been uh, blessed to either be in or go to. But do people still write their own vows? Because I've seen where people don't read the vows 
your standard um, vows, and they make they write their own vows, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so they don't say the standard love, respect, honor, obey till death do us part vows. Yeah, yeah. They make these fluffy, lovey dovey. You know, you are the you're the frosting on my frosted flakes. Ooh. You know, you are the O in my cheery. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know, they come up with all these little catchy things to 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 say. You know, you're my coffee in the morning. You know, you're my oh, Tylenol was, when I a, have a headache. That was a her song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, so her they come. Yeah. yeah, they come up with. Um, is actually a guy featuring her, but I forgot the name of the guy. Oh, okay. Um, Google. Yeah, but they come up. They either come up with these little s- song phrases or these little catchy mm-hmm. rhymes that really don't vow or really express their commitment. It expresses their emotion or their feeling of how beautiful they are or how they make them feel emotionally, but not how they are going to be committed to them. Do people still well, I have do, an answer for do you. their vows? I or actually do... have an answer for you. Okay. It's, this, is, this is a real answer. Okay. This isn't something I, I just, you know, because I'm out there. I'm out there in the streets. I'm out there. Anyway. You are not out there in the streets. Let's get that clear. Because I, I know, I know, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm moving. You in, in the know. Yeah, I'm in the know. Okay. On this one, I'm in the know. Okay. If you are going to get married, certain denominations, they have certain uh, requirements, uh, requirements, okay, phrasing, words, that if you get married under their banner with their minister or their, okay. then you have to say, this is, this is what we say, okay. because this is our den- denomination. Okay. So denominations will, will say, we'll have that. If you are using a a preacher, well, again, that's going to fall under certain denomination, uh, denominations or denominations or, you know, whether it's Baptist, Catholic, uh, AME, Kojic, yeah, so mm-hmm. on and so forth, then you fall under those guidelines. But if you are just going to use someone that is licensed or have the authority to marry in a state, but they're not but you're not part of a denomination per se. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they got their license online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh-huh. Then you can you can do your own your own vows. You could do oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was I was just wondering about that because I think that's important to note for those who may have what they may deem as um the the privilege to mm-hmm. say their own vows, mm-hmm. which you know is is nice and all beautiful, but you miss out on the the covenant words, the commitment words of saying, you know, I'm going to honor you. The things like that you see in Ecclesiastes that it talks about how a wife and a husband should be. Those vows are similar to that nature. And you talked about covenant. That's we don't understand that a vow is a covenant. 
that's part of you take a vow. You know, I'm going to go in and covenant with you. We don't understand that. And I, I believe that if you're using a minister or ministress, I don't know what they call Mini- female ministers. Minister. Ministers, mm-hmm. okay. Male or female. Male or female, minister. minister mm-hmm. um, or preacher or pastor or somebody of the cloth to get married, then maybe you kind of should have hopefully went through some sort of premarital class to understand uh, what you were about to say, this oath that you were about to say between you, your, you God, and your future spouse mm-hmm. and the people who are standing there. Um, but hopefully you went through something like that. Uh, if you did not and you're already married... And now, Shame on you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, because we did it. We was we got yeah. married yeah. at the uh, court at the courthouse, yeah. right? Yeah, we was young, dumb, and full we of were, Okay, no anyway. Anywho, <laughs> that's another podcast for a whole nother day. Okay. A whole nother topic. But yeah, we, we did 30-something years ago, 36 years ago. But I was saying that to say, but now you're married. But now you're married. And maybe you hit um, turbulence in your marriage, rough patch in your marriage. Or maybe it's not even a rough patch. It's just a... um, Dry spell? Dry spell. That's the word I was looking for, the words I was looking for. You just hit, you know, because we was watching the show where she was trying to Spice it up. She was like, oh, Jeb, we spice it up. Yeah. You know, but maybe you hit one of those dry spells in your marriage where you're just trying to rekindle the flame and uh, get back to how you felt that night or that day when you got married and you had the tux on and all of this stuff. How do we get back there? I think you have to go back to understanding what you said and when you said it and understanding that that day you may not ever get the feeling back of that day because of all the stuff that goes into it. And from what I've read, because, again, we went to the courthouse, but there's a lot going on and in the, the wedding party and some people just tie it by the time, you know, the wedding, the actual wedding comes around. They've been ripping and running and doing all this other stuff. So the actual ceremony is just, okay, let's just say these words, get off our feet, you know, go to the reception, have a good time, then go on our honeymoon. In theory, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's what people are thinking. But I, I, I wanted to to just talk about our vows. And before you go there, can I say something? Yeah. I, I don't just, know where I was going, but I'm okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> like before you go there, I was like, I don't know where I was going. He's <laughs> like, where was I going? Uh, well, um, while you're figuring out where where you were going mm-hmm. or, or where are we going, because I'm on this ride with you, um, you said something about people trying to get back where they were. Um, when they got married or, you know, when they were dating, that that feeling Mm -hmm. 
I don't know, that feeling of euphoria, that feeling of being in love or just being in wedded bliss. And I often wonder if that's even possible. Do you ever, I mean, I've, to me, you and I, even in the midst of challenges, love each other more now than we did when we got married. Yes, that is a very true statement. 100% accurate. But I think when we got married, we were more, well, one, we were young. We were, we, we didn't know what we was, I'm not going to say what I said before. Thank you. We, 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 we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what we were getting into. Um, and I would dare say we were in lust. Lust. We would heat. Um, and now I think probably especially because we are saved and because we love God, it makes, he makes it easier for us to love each other. Um, and I don't think it's possible for people who say, oh, I'm going to feel, you're trying to get back. I'm trying to explain it in a certain way. So let me, this, this is the, the analogy that keeps coming to my head, and hopefully you all can understand it. Not that I have ever experienced it, but I have heard. Okay. People who have had, have had an addiction, the first time they get high, that, and they get addicted to whatever that substance is, every time they try and get high, they are tr- attempting to get that initial highness or feeling mm-hmm. that they got the first time. Yes. And they never get it, which is why they continue to keep trying, which is where the addiction comes in. Okay. They, okay. they keep looking for that same emotion. And from what I understand from certain substances, there is a gland in the brain that is triggered for the first time that you... um do this Mm -hmm. that once it's triggered or tripped, you know, it's like a switch is tripped. It cannot be tripped again. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same concept with love or the, you fall in love with your spouse and you're trying to get that same, Ooh, the butterflies in my stomach. You might get that feeling with your spouse where, Oh my gosh, I'm so in love with you, but it's going to be different as you age. It's going to be different as you matriculate through different stages of your marriage, Mm -hmm. different trials and tribulations. It's going to be a different feeling um, so it's not going to, I don't think it will ever be the same. So I'm trying to help somebody to stop trying to expect things to feel, to, to try to recreate something from 10, 20 years ago, when 10, 20 years ago, you're not even 10, 20 years younger. You're not the same person. Your spouse okay. is not the same person, but you're trying to recreate Something y'all might have children's now, Child, children's. children. You might have children. <laughs> you may have children. You may have health issues. You know, life. You know, you may live in a different place. Question: well, We got married. We was in high school. We not in high school now. Okay, so are you? I mean, we were just out of high school. Yeah. Go ahead. Are you referencing 
the person who have for what they have a a DVD of their wedding or recording of their wedding, and they are looking at that recording on their laptop or iPad or whatever, saying, "Oh, I wish I want to go back to that date." Is that how you're referencing this? That not specifically that date, but how they felt on that date. Okay. Because that's what you was talking about, going back. Yeah. That that emotion, that feeling that they felt, um, maybe going back to when they were both a size, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and they both looked a certain way, or they both looked at each other a certain way, or, you know, they both, they, they made love seven days a week, uh, three times a day. You know, in Impressive. the morning, in, in the morning, lunchtime, and bedtime. I don't know, or you know, he brought her flowers every day when he came home, or he brought her gifts, or sent her love, mm-hmm. whatever it was that they are trying to recapture. Um, it may not be possible. No, those things are possible. Yeah, doing things like that, but that feeling. That you're trying to recreate when you are a different person and he and and she or you know you both are different yeah. people. Yeah. I don't think it's possible. You huh. can be more in love, but the feeling is not going to be the same. Huh. I've never looked at it like that until you just said that. Until right now, I've never thought that. That's why you got me, babe. Stick around. I got more stuff to help you think and look at stuff huh. differently. But because this is a podcast, I need to unpackage my huh. Okay. Unpackage your huh. Huh. Well, I just unpackage it. Huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there, you, there you have it, y'all. Huh. Oh, because you've changed. Your spouse has changed. Lord life, knows life, time, has changed. life has changed. Yeah. Times have changed. And if you've been married longer than four years, and I'm using four because the pandemic hit it in 2020, mm-hmm. the world has changed mm-hmm. in the last four years, how we do things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah. And they say, I want to go back. And really, you cannot go back. I, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to process... What you said, because I also know this is a podcast, I got to talk. And <laughs> it, I'm trying to do both at the same time. But you, you threw me for a loop with what you just said. And you know why, dear? I'm going to help you out while you're still trying to process that. You know why? Because you're always trying to find a way to find a loophole in my theory or 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 find a, a no. contradiction in my thinking no. or bust up. <laughs> no, I I was I was thinking biblically. Okay. I was going biblically like you can't go back. Like just I don't know how many times God has delivered us from whatever and it's like don't go back to it. But yet, you know, for good or for bad you know, we we try to go back to something we were delivered from, and and that's in, that's in a bad, a bad, uh, a bad sense, a bad example. Example like like uh, Lot's wife, yeah. which they don't even tell her name. Yeah, it's it just like, Lot's wife. He's like, don't look back. I'll, yeah, you'll turn into a pillar of salt. Yeah, but even for something that was 
that happened to us that was good, you know, there's nothing wrong. Of course, you're going to, um, hopefully, if you celebrate your anniversary, your wedding anniversary, that's something that both of the two of you do and you come together. It's like, oh, we've been married X number of years, so on and so forth. That's great. But like you said, 2023, November 5th, 2023, we both love each other more today than we did July 20th, 1987. And that's correct. And that's, that's, wow. And then I'm, I'm still, I'm still uh, going, going, processing that. But I know we got to talk. And I, I forgot what I was going to say because you threw me for a loop. I got a couple of scriptures to help us out. All right. Scriptures always help. Philippians three thirteen through 14. This is Paul speaking. Brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Okay. Um, sorry. Um, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Remember, I was saying we're different. We change. We weren't saved when we first got married. That is true. Now we're saved. Yeah. So we are new creatures. Yeah, so trying to go back to that, yeah. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And there are so many scriptures that talk about, you know, not, you know, looking forward and not looking back. Mm-hmm. And so you have to just remember that um, Isaiah 43, 18, 19 says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. So just remember that, you know, it's nothing wrong with, you know, reminiscing on the good times, mm-hmm. but trying to relive them in the present, you are doing yourself and your oh. spouse a disservice. Okay. Doing us a disservice. Yeah, that that's great, Nate. Renee. <laughs> wow, yeah, that is great. I, I I don't know how to segue back to the vows because we we talked about that, but but we in our vows, do we really mean what we said in our vows? You know, for good for worse, for better, for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, now, see, that's different because a covenant is, that's that's continual. Yeah. You know, you said it, that's every day you have to walk that thing out. Well, if... That's not a feeling. That's not a feeling, but that also comes back to people want to get divorced and people are getting divorced. So did the... Was the words, the vows, did they not really uh, take heed to what they were saying to be so quick? And I, and I know there are reasons, a plethora of reasons why you can get divorced. I, I get all that. I understand that. You know, but we're just going to look at it from the aspect of two people who said they are, have irreconcilable differences because they can't get along. That's, that's the context I'm coming from. I'm not going into 
you know, whether there was abuse, physical or verbal or anything like that. I'm just talking about two people who say, hey, I can't. I'm just tired of always arguing. So with that being said, from that context or from that perspective, how do we reconcile? Okay, I said these vows. I went into this covenant. But now it's, you know, we say for better, for worse. But now it's the worst part. And and we we both have heard this before. I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this. And you like, know what we say. Yeah, you yes, did. you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. You you really did. And but people say, well, for richer, for you know, for poor, and when things get hard, or you know, God forbid, you got to move out of that big house and you know, start all over, uh, sickness and health and you know, somebody's having health challenges and so on and so forth. It, this is what you have. Um, you didn't expect it and you didn't plan for it and you didn't hope for it. But unfortunately, it may be some people's reality. You didn't expect it, but you have to accept it. Okay. Because you you said I do. Because you said I do. Because you said I do. Yeah. And this is why we stress going to premarital counseling and making sure you marry the right person at the right time because things things can always look a certain way. The enemy can always paint a picture. And maybe that person just has it all together at that particular point where you meet them. And but what I like about premarital counseling, yes, um, whether it's in a group setting or one-on-one, is you're making a more educated decision on what you're saying, I do too. Mm-hmm. If you go to a long enough, intense enough, detailed enough premarital that says, This is what marriage encompasses. These are things that you may face. These are things that you could possibly deal with. These are the things you are saying, I do too. Because technically, a marriage ceremony is what, maybe 30, 45 minutes? I mean, you got some. Yeah, actual ceremony isn't that long. I mean, you got some singing, you got, you know. Somebody falling out? <laughs> Hopefully not. You know, but the, the whole walking down Dwayne Wayne. walking down the aisle thing. Oh gosh. Whitley. Um <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> the whole walking down the aisle thing. But baby, please you know, but in thirty in thirty minutes, there I mean, and then the vow portion, that's what, five minutes, yeah. if that. Mm-hmm. So when you're saying I do to those list of words. There is so much more to unpackage in the I do. And going to a premarital counseling is going to outline in detail what you're really saying I do to. What does it mean to say um, in sickness and in health? What does it mean if somebody gets sick? What does it mean um, if somebody loses their job? What does it mean... If someone, you know, whatever, whatever, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the, the list can go on and on. Um, and yeah, those vows, yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what she said. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That that's it for us. That's here. it. Until that's next it for till next week. All right, y'all. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.